You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Shotgun snap, Garoppolo's throwing to Adams, on a slam, catches it at the goal line, leads in, touchdown Raiders! Devontae Adams cut out left and then back inside, and Jimmy G hit him on a strike to make this game 23-13 with 5.41 to go. This is Unnecessary Roughness, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's holding it down, uh, waiting patiently for your calls at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r Love the text line, man. Love all the feedback that we get. Definitely appreciate you. We threw the question out there. It's gut check week. Uh, what is the time? What is it that the Raiders need to do to get things corrected? I think it all starts up front offensively with the offensive line. They've got to be more physical, and they've got to be able to establish the run. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up and said, Q and Ari, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good topic today as we are now moving forward as the charges are up next. In my opinion, what needs to happen is our coaching needs to get tweaked. Our defense, no doubt, needs to apply more pressure and rattle our opponent's quarterback. Our offensive line needs to do a much better job of protecting our quarterback and pave the way for our running game. Without a run game, it's going to be difficult to keep the defense on, et cetera. We need to make adjustments ASAP, Q, because if we don't, we'll be discussing another bad game. Thanks, as always, guys. I appreciate it. And PSQ, I'm leaving to Vegas tomorrow night for a Friday evening wedding. You and Ari are welcome to crash the wedding from Sir Whiskey Ray. There you go. And you know what's funny? Thank you, Sir Whiskey Ray, for that text. I had so many people, Ari. I know you're going to think I'm lying to you. I had so many people at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday say, Q, where is Ari? I want to meet Ari. No, I'm not lying. I do I believe think you're lying. I would, no, no. I would never gas you up no, like I that know, because kidding. I kept telling him. I was like, Ari ain't nobody. He only got to meet it. No, I didn't say that. That's but love. I, I pre- no, not no, you. The, I no. mean Raider Nation. I mean. Yeah, no. A lot of people <laughs> asked. They're like, where's Ari? I want to meet that dude. And I said, Ari never comes out. He's a, he's a hermit, man. He stays in studio. He stays at the house. You know, I mean, he's that guy that lives with the lights off. He has all his blinds down. Like, the dude, I'm surprised nothing. you got some color to your skin, man. You don't even come out in the sunlight, right? <laughs> You he don't wears, know nothing wears, about he, me outside. He wears long sleeve clothes all the time just so he doesn't get sun on him. I mean, he's so that's because it's freezing cold in the studio twenty four seven. Crazy people around. But here. no, really, to to Sir Whiskey's credit, uh, he said you're willing to uh, you know you can wet crash his wedding or crash the wedding he's going to be at. A lot of people asked about you at Allegiant on Sunday, so he, there you go. He and I uh, actually discussed this off air. So yeah, I appreciate it as always, Sir Whiskey Ray. You're the man. Um, don't be mad. I actually have an excuse. <laughs> it's, it's it's a reason, I should say. Not no, an you said it right. It's an excuse. No, I am working on the Aces game on Friday, and I actually thought that that was uh, one that they wouldn't have to play if they won tonight, but even if they do win tonight or when they win tonight, it's Friday night. So Okay, well, the game is going to end at what time? You want to shuffle around a bunch of people, see if you can get me? <laughs> no, but the game is going to end at a certain time. I have a feeling that you still have enough time like to get to the wedding. 9, p.m. Matter of fact, that might be the best time to get to the wedding, yeah, right? That's the, a good I point. Mean, Everybody's the, the all party, sauced up. And yeah, <laughs> the party might be almost over, and you get there just in time. Yep. And I walk in, everybody says, Ari, because they're right. all trashed. Exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll treat you like a king. You know? <laughs> We've been waiting on Ari all night. Wait, hold on. Who's Ari again? Oh, that's the homeboy from the radio station. That's all. Uh, all jokes and shots at me aside, I do appreciate it. No, that's, that's really cool. I, I, I've loved kind of just, you know, getting to know people Loki, like through the phone and through everything else and just tweets and stuff. So it's it's cool. It's, it's very welcoming, and I appreciate it. So. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Lady Raider 559 hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. 
Play calling needs to change. In Frisco, Kyle Shanahan designed his offense on Jimmy's strong points. The short intermediate passes, the wide receiver screens, the jet sweeps, and allows the receivers to do the rest. I mean, we have the talent around them to do the same thing. Lady Raider in the 5-5-9, and I would like to see more people involved. To her credit, I'd like to see a lot more people involved in the offense. I'd like to see, uh, you know, Trey Tucker involved. Get his speed out there on the field. Just speed on grass does a lot for your team. Regardless if you use him or not, the speed will do a lot for you. Uh, DeAndre Carter, right? I like what I saw from him in this very limited amount of touches. He has some nice speed as well. He could do some things. Of course, Jacoby and Myers, you know what you're going to get from uh, Jacoby and Devontae. You know that. That's fine. But I, I think that, to, like I said, to her, her credit, more people need to get involved in the offense and figure out how to take what you have and make work really well. Again, I thought that the, the strength of this team would be the offense, and so far through three games, it has not been the strength of this Raiders team. Uh, let's see. Got this text from the 209. Really good one here. Q, are you with us and wanting to see Aiden O'Connell on Sunday? Little tape on him. Don't know if the Chargers could build a plan for him so quick due to they've been the, the being the Chargers. In time, if he does start the game, that's from 209. Uh, text from 209, just basically asking if I'm down to see Aiden O'Connell as opposed to Brian Hoyer. And this is the thing. I look at Brian Hoyer as masking tape, right? I, I feel like he's a guy that can, you know, fix the problem for a quick second, but it, you know it's not going to last very long. Aiden O'Connell could potentially be the future, and at some point uh, you need to see what he could provide, right, what he could bring to the table. Can he be that guy? The only way you'll know that is for him playing. I just don't know, and this is just my gut feeling, I don't know if week three or week four – is when you want to start seeing him. Because if you do, and again, this is just how I feel, if you go to him in week four, I feel like there's no turning back. I feel like if you go to him in week four, you're saying, all right, we're going to ride you out the rest of the season to see how you can do. I don't think it's a one- to two-week thing because then what are you really learning about the young man? You might be only see one game. But I think that if you, ride him, if you start him in week four, you got to start him and just let him ride. And he's going to take his lumps, and he's going to do some good things. But you'll learn a lot about him. And are you comfortable – as a fan base, right? I mean, I, I almost I throw the question back at you. Are you comfortable, if Aiden O'Connell were to start this week, week four, are you comfortable having him go the rest of the season? If you are, then okay, then that's the conversation. If you're not, you have to think about it. A lot of times, especially with him being the third string right now, look, he's been inactive the first three games. He's been the emergency quarterback. So if you go to the emergency quarterback already, then that's basically saying that this is not a, a one-week fix because Jimmy's got a – uh, concussion, this is more like, a, okay, we're going to make a change and, and, and ride this rookie out. Now, obviously, the coaching staff has the rights to go back to anybody they want. They can let him ride for two, three weeks if they want and say, yeah, it's not working. Let's go back to Jimmy or let's go back to Brian. But, again, I feel like if you start him in week four, you're basically committing to him the rest of the way. But, again, that's just me. I do want to see what he's got. Let's not make any you know no bones about it. I think I would prefer to see him what he's got towards the end of the season if the Raiders aren't in contention. Because, honestly, I don't know about you. No, I do know. Actually, I do know what Raider Nation wants. I want to see this team win. I want to see this team win more than anything. And I don't know if putting Aiden O'Connell in right now, this is not taking anything from the young man, I don't know if that gives the team the best shot of winning. I feel like the best shot for this team to win games, which is all I care about at this stage of the game, is winning games. I think Jimmy G gives the team the best chance. Now, it hasn't won, obviously, the last two weeks, but I feel like that he gives the team the best opportunity to win week in and week out, and that's all I care about. You know, people get on me and like, oh, you, you back up the coach, you back up the GM, you back up the Patriot way. This, that. I don't give a damn about what way it is. I don't give a damn about what coach it is. I don't give a damn about what GM is. All I care about is this team winning. 
I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of coming on the radio talking about losing. It sucks. Like, let's keep it real. Let's keep it a buck. It sucks. I love talking about a team that's winning, right? I don't care taking a loss every once in a while, but the Raiders have been taking losses for a long time. And I try to come in here and be as positive as possible, and a lot of times it's like, oh, you don't do this, or oh, you don't do that. It's complaint, 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 complaint. Okay. I'd like to see a winner too, right? So at the end of the day, I don't care who the coach is. I don't care if they come from New England. I don't care if they come from Texas. I don't care if they come from Africa. I don't care who the coach is. I just care about the team finding ways to win. And right now they're not doing it. And if Coach McDaniels is the guy, great. If he's not, well, then they're going to have to find another guy. But I think the jury's still out if he's going to be the guy or not, right? I mean, that's the, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. It's a win-loss league, right? You could be the greatest guy ever. If you don't win, it doesn't matter. You could be the most athletic dude. If you can't play, you can't play, right? It just, it just doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, whatever this team has to do, in my opinion, just my opinion, to win games is what's most important. So whoever gives them the best opportunity to do that, it's who I want to see out there on Sunday. If it's Jimmy, so be it. Let it be Jimmy. If it's Aiden O'Connell, then let it be Aiden O'Connell. If it's Brian Hoyer, then I think it's only a couple-week thing because I think we know who Brian Hoyer is, the reason why he was signed, right? But, again, that's just me. So I think that's probably the big question that everybody has to ask is if you want to see Aiden O'Connell out there, do you want to see him for the rest of the season or do you want to just see, you know, a couple-week sample size? I think that would be the biggest deal. But, again, that's just me and that's just the questions that I throw out there. And you can always respond any way you like at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, one of the guys that has been tasked and been uh, not hired but signed to help this team win and turn this defense around has been Robert Spillane. He, uh, he was one of the first guys to meet with the media in the locker room following the game on Sunday. Here's that couple-minute conversation. At the end of the day, we had to get off the field, give our offense a chance to score. We didn't get off fast enough and uh, kind of let the time run out on us there. Robert, how was this game like going against your former team now that you can reflect on it after the game? Still takes time to reflect on it. You know, endorphins are high, adrenaline's high. Um, I got a lot of respect for those guys, starting at the top of the organization all the way down. So love Coach Tomlin, um, love Minka. You know, those are some of the closest relationships I've, I've formed on the football field over the years. So. I'm thankful for my time here, and uh, we just got to get things cleaned up and keep pushing forward. Covered the positive here is you have be able to stop the run pretty well. It's a team that prides itself on running the football. It was a secret to it, making sure they didn't get just kind of go nuts on the ground. Yeah, we got to be a tough team, get off blocks and make tackles. Um, playing the run in the NFL, that's the formula through and through. So we didn't do a good enough job of that tonight, of getting off the field. So um, back to the lab we go. and. Onward and forward we go. Pickett's pretty elusive. You know, how were you able to I – mean, sorry about that. He was able to uh, just keep his plays alive with his feet. Uh, when you got a quarterback who can move around like that and then complete a ball downfield, how much difficult, more difficult to make it for, uh, for the defense to, to cover that long? Yeah, these young quarterbacks all across the league are mobile with big arms and can run and throw. So something we're going to have to get fixed moving forward. How is it, you know, you're having your first home game of the season. How was the energy like in the Legion Stadium? Today? Yeah, it was a blessing. It was my first chance to really meet Raiders Nation. Yeah. Um, I thought they showed out. And, uh, you know, I have 12 family members here, so I could hear them in the stands and hear my mom's whistle. So, um, yeah, just very thankful. 
is the, the third straight game you guys have got out to you know a fast start. What kind of goes into now needing to sustain it over the course of the game? Yeah. Now we just got a fast start, accelerate in the middle, finish strong, put together a full game, offense, defense, special teams, and that never has ha happened in the history of the sport, but we're just going to keep pushing for perfection. There you go, Robert Spillane in the Raiders locker room following the game, and you know, it's, it's funny, I heard a couple times a couple different reporters ask multiple players about, you know, the energy in Allegiant Stadium, and if I was a player, I would I don't know how I'd really answer, because you know, Raider Nation was loud, but you know, the Steeler fan base was loud too, so I don't know, I don't really know, you know, obviously not on the field, I wonder what that would be like, if I'm a guy, you know, if I'm Josh Jacobs and I'm going out there and I get stopped for a two-yard loss and I'm in my home stadium and I hear the Steeler fans erupt like they did, you know, I wonder what was going through their minds when they were hearing that. That's pretty pretty incredible. I mean, again, when, when the Raiders did something good, you heard it. It was loud and proud, but you also heard the Steeler fans as well that uh, definitely traveled in a major way to get there to Legion to see that primetime action Sunday night football. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Speaking of quick, my guy, quick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Cuba, what it do? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, you watched Jalen Carter last night? Mm-hmm. That boy was put on fire, wasn't he? Hey, uh, Josh McDonough should have been fired after he lost the Jets Saturday. So that's to get that out of the way. <laughs> I got to ask you this, though. Um, man, you said yesterday that you felt like if we put in AOC, that you felt like we were just kind of saying forget about it for the season. I just, I got to, man, I disagree so wholeheartedly that I had to call today and get on you, man. Like, what? If we play Brian Hoyer, that's when I'm thinking that the season is over with. We got a young puppy out there. Let him bark. Hey, Cuba, right. I'll at you later, man. Go yeah. Ahead. Hey, good call. No, good call. Uh, no, what I'm saying by that is if you put Brian Hoyer in, I think it's a, a short-term thing, right? I don't think – obviously, Brian Hoyer is not going to be a guy you're going to let play for – you know, what is it, week four? You're not going to let him play 13 weeks, right? If Brian Hoyer comes into the game, you know it's just a one-week thing, maybe a two-week thing. If you put Aiden O'Connell in, what I was just kind of explaining a little while ago, I feel like that that has to be the rest of the season. And I don't know how guys in the locker room like Devontae or Jacoby or Josh would feel about that because you heard what Devontae said on, on Sunday, right? I don't have time to figure this out. And if you put a rookie quarterback in right now, you're figuring things out. Now, unless you're putting in a guy like a Caleb Williams who's a hot shot that's supposed to take you to the promised land or, you know, maybe even a guy like a C.J. Stroud who a lot of people were really high on or a Bryce Young, right? But I just don't know. Unless, unless Devontae has a great relationship with Aiden O'Connell that we don't know about, and maybe he does. They were in training camp together. That's just usually what happens when you put a rookie quarterback in. You're basically saying you're going to let them take their lumps and you're going to let them figure things out. And like I said, Devontae's words, not mine. He doesn't have all year to try to figure things out. That's what I meant by that. But, yeah, if you put Brian Hoyer in, then, yeah, you're, you're, you're putting on the season too, right? I mean, you know, again, I just think Brian Hoyer is along for the ride for a one- to two-week, you know, fix at, at best. If you put Brian Hoyer in, going back to Jimmy is the only option, right? Jimmy has to be the next guy. But if you put Aiden O'Connell in, in then I feel like that that's the guy that's going to ride it out the rest of the way. But that's just me. Maybe maybe you know maybe I'm wrong and and I'm okay with that as we all very well know. Uh, let's go back to L.A. and talk to our guy Eddie. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What it do? What it do? Kill. Chill, man. Chill. Putting in talking about putting in the rookie in now, right? Question is, what really we got we got to ask? Does it really matter who's there at the quarterback position, or is it the people behind them leading them in the offense? I don't have any trust in, in McDaniels at all to be able to, to lead this group of men, to be able to, to coach that rookie up to play out of his mind. 
Okay, yeah. now if he's out there, he couldn't create this offense. He couldn't get this offense moving along for the last three games to create more points, more be a little bit more dynamic than they have been. What's going to be the change when he puts the when we put the rookie in? My whole the only issue I think you were right about putting in the rookie. I think you're, there's a mix there of you know trying to maybe giving up on the season so to speak. I don't know. We can all debate on that. But let's say you you put him in, and then you're putting him in with the same kind of play calling that Jimmy Garoppolo was having the first three games. Mm-hmm. Are we really going to see what the rookie can do, or are we really are we going to just see another extension of McDaniel's That's play calling? Question. Yeah. Which, which, which is not, which is not moving the needle at all whatsoever. So that's what that's one of the things that that, that really kind of irks me about the situation we're in. Because once again, we're ne- to our next quarterback. Okay, we're trying to figure out if he's going to be the guy, not only for uh, for this game coming up, but for the rest of the season. And let's say he plays okay. What happens with Jimmy when he when he's ready to go? Are they going to have are they going to have a fan cat uh, a you know a quarterback battle or is he is he going to come back in? You know, those are all questions that are going to be up in the air. And if, right. if he comes in and plays good, are we now going to give McDaniel's a you know a, a, a season another season to figure out? And we're going to we're going to then go into him with next the next season asking the same questions. Is it going to work out again? Because these are all the players that he wanted in the team, what he built up, and this offense is just not coming to fruition the way he envisioned it. Yeah. So I, in my mind, we have more questions than than we do answers right now. I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it again. It is not easy being a Raider fan. Raider Nation, stay up. <laughs> Eddie in L.A., good call. And, you know, you brought up a lot of good questions. And, honestly, you know, going back to the whole Aiden O'Connell putting him in right now, if he is if he is playing, um, you know, and, again, I think that you're committing to him for the season if you put him in. Maybe you're not. Maybe McDaniels and company would only commit to him for a couple weeks just to see what he's got, or maybe even only one week to see what he's got. I don't know. Again, that's just kind of my gut feeling. That's what – you usually see when a rookie quarterback gets a start that all of a sudden they commit to him because they know he's going to make mistakes. He's going to have moments where he's probably going to shine, but he's also going to make mistakes, so you got to got to live with the good and the bad. So, you know, the, the good question, though, is, well, what do you do if, uh, you know, if Jimmy comes back, he's fully healthy, he wants to get back in the game, and Aiden O'Connell's playing okay? Again, I think that Aiden O'Connell is the guy, and you just let Jimmy sit there and ride, and that wouldn't be the first time that that's happened to Jimmy, right? Hell, the 49ers, they did everything in their power to get rid of Jimmy. <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't move on from him. So it's it's one of those it's like you said, there's more questions than there probably is answers. Uh the other thing about it is I don't and I've said this a thousand times to anyone who listened, I don't think Coach McDaniels is going anywhere unless this season just happens to go to a complete blank show and you know, they take a massive step back, which maybe they do. You know, I don't think he's going anywhere. But if you throw in Aiden O'Connell right now because Jimmy G got banged up and then you ride him out, I think that that's more reason to give him another year anyway. Well, because he had a rookie quarterback, so what did you expect he was going to do? That's almost a built-in excuse. So be careful what you wish for because I know there's a lot of people that, you know, are hoping that that's not the case. Uh, I think it's going to be the case regardless, just my gut feeling. Again, I, I have the right to be wrong, and if I am, I have no problem saying it. But uh, there's, uh, like I think Eddie said it best, Ari. I think he just said, like, there's more questions than there are answers and. You know, it all starts with the QB position. It all starts with he brought up the fact that is the play calling going to change if Aiden O'Connell's in there? Is it going to be the same thing? Great question. I think the one thing that would change if Aiden O'Connell was in there is that there'd be more deep shots, I think, just because he's got that strong arm. He, he has got one hell of a strong arm, and he believes in his arm. So I think that that element of the play calling would change, but it's still McDaniel's playbook, and it's still, 
you know, what we all heard that Jimmy G knew really well and was going to be able to execute at a high level, and it just hasn't turned into that as of yet. Let's get at least one more call in. Let's go back to the yay area. Lester, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Drew, what's happening? Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. I want to chime in. Yeah, I think the, one of the main important things on both sides of the ball needs to be communication from the coaches to the players, and the players need to communicate, especially on defense. I mean, communication is key and understanding where everybody needs to be in their assignments. But on offense, I think the adjustments is play calling as well on that side. I mean, look at this. I mean, whether or not you get Aiden O'Connor or Jimmy G comes back, they need to roll the pocket out. I mean, everything is within the pocket. When the pressure is coming, you're not throwing any screens. You're not throwing any bubble screens. You're not moving the pocket, play-action passes, and rolling your quarterbacks out to buy them time. I mean, nothing's being done. Utilize your speed guys. Tucker and DeAndre Carter on bubble screens and try and get the ball over the top to open everything up underneath. I mean, where's Renfro? I mean, this is ridiculous. On the, I mean, when the running game, we already know the running game struggles, but look at this. They ran the ball I formation with Demir White during the offseason, and they were running successfully. Granted, it's preseason, but mm-hmm. I don't see them run the ball using the I formation at all with jo- uh, Josh Jacobs this season so far. Everything's been shotgun-based and inside handoffs. So uh, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. They've got to get Amir Abdul involved in the screen game and pitches to the outside. Utilize your speed guys a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they got to, I think on the inside, the interior line, uh, Van Rotten, he's not playing well right now. I don't know why they got rid of him ahead of Alex Bars, because at least Alex Bars is a good run blocker. They need to get, I think, Nuti in there uh, at guard and give him a shot because he's a better run blocker. And I think on the defensive tackle position, they got to rotate guys in there more, a lot more in there, and then try and get Ty Wilson some reps on the inside against the Chargers. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll, catch hey, good. Up. we'll see what happens this week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good call, man. Really good call, and, and I like it. I, I, I really do. I like the, the thoughts that you have there. And, again, whatever it takes, in my opinion, whatever it takes this week to figure out how you take the field on Sunday and have something that looks like a running game, you have to do. I like what Lincoln said. You know, when I said, how do you make a team play more physical is not playing physical, he said it's want to. It's, it's just about give a damn. You know, if you give a damn to go out there and be more physical than the man across from you, you can do it. You just have to want to do it. I love that breakdown from Lincoln because then it got me looking at all those guys along the offensive line. Okay, well, how bad do you want to be that guy? How bad do you want to dominate the dude in front of you? Right? I, I remember who was it? I think Matt Rule said it when he was coaching Baylor. He said, I want to run the rock cue when – Everybody in the building knows I'm going to run the rock, and I want those big uglies up front to be able to say it don't matter that you know this run's coming. We're coming at you. You can't stop it. That's the kind of attitude you got to have, but it starts with those cats up front. They've got to have that attitude. Josh Jacobs could have the attitude to, to I'm going to run the rock, and I'm going to pick up the yardage that's needed. But if he can't do it because the offensive line ain't opening up no holes, then he can only do so much. I mean, literally, Josh Jacobs is dancing four or five yards in the backfield. And not because he wants to. He's not on, you know, BET Uncut. He's not trying to put a video out there. He's dancing because he has to. Like, this dude wants to go north and south between the tackles, hit the hole and go. That's what he wants to do. What he's able to do is as soon as he gets the ball, he's trying to juke and get out of the way of a tackle. It's almost like one of those O-blank moments, right? The O-blank blocks. <laughs> O-blank, here it comes. O-blank. You know, it's like it's it's – that can't happen. It's too many times that that's happened, and he's getting hit immediately. Like, as soon as he gets the ball, there's contact to him. Nobody, no running back's going to be able to dominate that way. So he's got to find a way. They've got to find a way to get a little bit of attitude, to get a little bit of whatever the case may be, to decide that they're going to run the rock, and they're going to run it 
with some kind of, uh, you know, strength and power to them. Uh, let's get one more quick call. Raider Dave in Denver, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Call, I appreciate it. Man, yes, sir. You're right. There's a lot of things they need to do that is different. And I called in earlier. I think you're telling JT that even if it's a shotgun straight. Oh, man, you're cutting out. You're... On one side and, and hold on, hold on. on the other, it's a different look. Okay. Or, you know, nobody's going to respect Jacob if you never give him the ball. How about a quick handoff, you know, for him to go up through a, a, an A-gap? The, the, the spacings of the A-gap have allowed everybody to go ahead and just pressure right through there. Andre James has been blown up. Yeah. People are running right past him. I'm really disappointed in Barham. I thought he was going to be better this year, and I think he's having trouble. So, yeah, the leaders need to speak up. I don't know if it needs to have, like, a, a uh, an only, you know, player-only meeting, but there's got to be some creativity here. And if you just are going to go ahead and get the okay with O'Connor, with, uh, with Garoppolo, who the heck are you going to go ahead and make the second? Or do you, and can you, put three on and who do you jump off that's, that's not active after that? I mean, right. It really becomes down to, you're going to have to make a decision whether Aiden O'Connell is going to be the immediate backup or not pretty quick here. Hey, good stuff, Raider Dave. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, a lot of good stuff. Right, and and you are gonna have to make a decision, and you know, obviously, Raider Nation, the majority of Raider Nation is rocking with Aiden O'Connell right now, uh, and and I think that's a lot of what we saw in the preseason, and a lot of unknown too, you know. Hey, well, it's better than than what we know what uh, what Brian Hoyer could bring to the table, right? Uh, ultimately, like I said, if I had option A to be out there Sunday against the Chargers, it would be Jimmy G. Because I think he gives them the best chance to win right now. But that's just me. Uh, you know, if it's if it's not if Jimmy G's not out there, then you know the team has to do what the team has to do. One one thing that stood out to me with what Josh McDaniels said on Monday. Uh, I think Vinny asked him, uh, you know, if if it'd be worth going out there and and giving Aiden O'Connell a shot to see what you got in him if Jimmy can't go. And he said we're not going to treat this like the preseason. And the preseason is something that you know Aiden O'Connell played and and rocked most of it. So there, you know, there's there's that. I, I I don't know if they're willing to go and make that move just yet. Let's go. I got a couple more texts, and then we'll get to uh, Coronado head football coach Sean Dupree, Tom Flores high school football coach of the week award recipient from Coronado. This is from uh, Raider MG. What up, Q? I think we rock with Aiden O'Connell at least one week. Either way, over Hoyer. Reason being is there isn't any tape on O'Connell besides a little bit in the preseason. So we have that advantage with starting a rookie. But I say we give Jimmy the chance to play if he could play and potentially get back to our winning ways. By middle to the end of the season, put us in a position to contend. This isn't the Golden State Warriors. Having another coaching change isn't going to bring us a championship in a dynasty. We have to let McZiggy build this team the way they need to over time. They inherited a crap offensive line. It's a waiting game as a Raider fan. I'm okay with it because it's finally a step in the right direction, but the losses need to stop. Otherwise, what's the point? That's Raider MG. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing when it comes to O'Connell and you know, that's why I keep saying Jimmy G gives you the best chance to win. When it comes to O'Connell, I'd be fine if towards the end of the season, just say things don't go the way they're supposed to. I don't want that to happen, but just say it does. If you say, you know what? There's four games left. Let's see what O'Connell's got. I'm all for that, and I think that Raider Nation should be all for that. Okay, cool. Let's see what it is. Just like when Stidham came in last season, even though the circumstances were different and most people didn't like the way that everything shook out with, with Derek, uh, you know, obviously it was not the, 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 the swan song that, you know, that he was supposed to get as a guy that had been with the team for nine years, right? It just it felt a little, little wrong, but whatever the case may be, I think everyone wanted to see what Stidham had. 
So he had a couple games at the end of the season, and I think that was intriguing enough to say, okay, well, let's see what he can do when they bring him back. Didn't know they weren't going to bring him back, but, you know, didn't know he was going to end up in Denver. But at that point of the season, I was fine with seeing what Jared Stidham had, especially when he went out there against the 49ers and really played a damn good game. So that's what I'm saying. If if you all of a sudden go to a guy like O'Connell week four, man, to me, you know, you could go back to Jimmy like you mentioned, but I just I don't think it's a one-week thing. If you're going to let a rookie go out there, I think you let him go out there and you say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to give you some time to try to learn and take your lumps. You're going to struggle. It's the NFL. It's not Purdue, right? So that's that's what that is. But thank you so much for that. appreciate the uh, the text. One more coming from the 209. Says, uh, Q, can't believe I'm saying this, but I believe if O'Connell does come in and we ride with him for the rest of the season, depending on his play, we might lose Adam if it's a failure at this point. Uh, barring what we can get for Adams, I might be okay with it if if it's for the better of the team in regards to rebuilding. Because if it's a failure, then we know we need another quarterback come next draft. And that's the other thing. Great text. And then we'll take a break. That's the other thing I'm talking about. Devontae Adams just told anybody who would listen in the locker room on Sunday, I don't have time to wait around and figure things out. I don't want to wait all season to figure things out. I want things figured out right away. If you start Aiden O'Connell and say you're going to ride him out the rest of the season, you're saying you're going to figure you're you're working on figuring things out this season. That goes 100% against what your leader just said in the locker room. He doesn't want to do. I know you can't let the t- the players run the team, but that's your superstar wide receiver in Devontae Adams. The last guy I think you want to alienate is the guy who just got targeted 20 times on Sunday. The guy who's your 1,500-yard receiver, your 14-touchdown receiver, your 100-catch receiver. I don't think that that's the guy, your leader of the team, that you want to alienate. That's the other reason I say it's not smart to go ahead and turn the, the, the keys over and give the keys to Aiden O'Connell and say, yeah, go ahead, Rook, show us what you got. Because then again, those leaders in the locker room will say, okay, well, we're just trying to figure things out on the fly, and they might not be with that. Great text, great text, and again, Great text. 429 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Coronado head football coach Sean Dupree will join the show, talk about the big win over Shadow Ridge, talk about the fact he's a Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week award recipient. And then we'll also hear from uh, from uh, running back Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room. we got a couple more to close out the show. we got a busy 30 minutes, as we do here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. It's time for Q's weekly interview with the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we are joined by the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient. That's Coach Sean Dupree from Coronado High School. And Coach, congratulations on the award. And more importantly, congratulations on the win as you're helping Coronado uh, get back to where they need to be. Big win over Shadow Ridge. Your team had a lot of success early on in this game. What did you feel like led to the success coming out of the locker room? Yeah, I think um, all year long we've been stressing to get a quick start. And um, we felt we could get a couple of things early. Um, and, and our players executed and made some big plays um, at the very beginning of the game and gave us some nice momentum and, and capitalized. And uh, in our second series, we, we moved down and did the same thing. So it was a great way to start the game and, and get them on their heels. 
How much of a, a, a confidence boost was that game, especially the fact that the week before that you guys were shut out, but you're trying to get this program back where it needs to be. Did that really kind of inject some confidence into your players? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster um, this year. You know, we started our season with a, with a, with a rain out, and um, you know that that hurt a little bit. We traveled up to East Salt Lake and against a good team and, and played pretty well. Um, you know, with being here, my first year coaching here, and and um, trying to get a program established and get everybody on the same page, and um, you know. We knew it was going to be um, a little bit of a slow start, um, but uh, I think we're, we're hitting our stride and getting some kind of confidence. Boys gaining the confidence, and, um, and it's coming together. How is it for a coach coming in, and you're coming in from Reno, and you're, you're here, as you mentioned, the first year as the Coronado head football coach? How long does it take for you to get the buy-in from your team? Yeah, you know, I was hired in March and, um, you know, we started plugging away with spring ball and, and all summer long. And um, I think the players have been real excited um, about everything, you know, as far as that's concerned, they've been excited for the program, excited to get going. And um, the time that we put in is, is quite a bit. Um, it's pretty extensive. And um, I think everybody that's that's still here and remaining is, has bought in. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting the schemes right and, and understanding how we want to play and, and what our our motivation is and um you know like i said it's coming along pretty good so getting that victory over shadow ridge on a friday night again 28 14 really good victory for your team was there a moment where you looked at your players and you saw that they were getting it like the the lights uh they, they weren't too bright and they understood what you were trying to coach them yeah i think the last couple of weeks um you know even though it didn't show real well against our review we've had real good practices um i think we've gotten some guys moved some good players around and got some guys in good positions and the coaches um have done an outstanding job you know i never say it's a it's a coach of the coach award, you know, single head coach award. It's a staff award because mm-hmm. definitely can't do this on my own. And I, I think our defensive staff did an outstanding job of getting the boys prepared. And, um, you know, our offensive staff, we just keep click, clicking away and, um, you know, things came together and uh, it's, it's nice to see for the boys. It was a, it was well, it was much needed for, for the boys and for the staff and, um, you know, a little bit of relief that, yeah, we can do this. And, um, and I think we'll just keep getting better. From- Again, Coronado head football coach, Sean Dupree is with us here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So how has it been for you for the transition from, from Reno to where you're very successful to this Las Vegas Valley now at Coronado? Yeah, it's been an exciting move. Um, we were really happy. We made a, a family decision. My wife um, uh, became an AP down here. And, um, you know, I was back here in, in 06 to 11 at Bonanza High School. And I knew eventually we wanted to get back down here and the time was right. And, um, you know, I was really fortunate that Coronado opened up and, and they chose me as their to lead the program. And we're real excited. And um, it's uh, something that I look forward to. This is the third time that, um, you know, I've been a, a new head coach at, at a school. And, and uh, there's just a lot of things. And, you know, I'm pretty impatient. Um, we've had a lot of success at the Monty Ranch. And, uh, you know, I keep hearing from people, you know, it's going to take a couple of years. And I just, I don't want to buy into that. I, I, <laughs> I understand. I understand the reality. But, um, you know. As coaches and, and, and as, as having success, previous success, we really want to want to hit the ground running. And, um, you know, the boys are doing a really good job and staff is doing a good job. School and community has been outstanding. So we're really, really excited about the future. Well, I'm sure with that impatience and wanting to have success early, that's more motivation even for your team because your team can feel that. And they know like, hey, this guy is not going to just try to let us, you know, slow, slow grind and slow build. We, we want to win right away. That's got to be exciting. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The boys have definitely matched it. You know, our summer our summer workouts, and um, we go four hours a day, five days a week, and and um, four days a week, and we get after it. And that was new to them. 
um, they hadn't done anything like that before. And then, um, you know, the extensive practices and film film sessions that we have, um, it's new to everybody, but um, I'm really proud of everybody that's jumping on and, and um, really supporting the program. And, you know, like I said, the school and the community has, has been outstanding and, and the coaches have been great. So a lot of good positives going on and uh, we just want to keep on rolling. I'm a guy who loves high school football. I think it's very important to the community. I think it's very important to the schools, obviously. You know, you're helping as a coach uh, raise young people's lives. How important is that? Not just wins and losses, but just got, like I said, this, that, that life shaping uh, type moment that you're sharing as well. Yeah, I think there's nothing there's nothing better than high school football on, on the preparation that it does for the young men and women that play, um, getting them ready. And I always use the term of you know you got to cross the street, you know, and uh, whether you're a freshman in four years or you're senior in, in you know six nine months, you're going to be crossing the street and be a big boy, and and you got to learn the you know the work ethic. And and I'm a big believer that football carries carries young men through. And I tell them all the time if they get through the program. Um, you know, they can do anything because you know, it's tough and it's, it takes a lot of mental mental ability and a lot of physicalness. And, and um, you know, that's going to carry over when across the street and, and get out to the real world. Yeah. And adversity is going to hit right life. You're going to deal with adversity and you, you deal with adversity on Friday nights, Thursday nights, whatever nights you, you play games. And even in practice, you deal with adversity. How much do you see that? And maybe even some of your players, your former players come back and thank you for, hey, coach, it was tough. But man, uh, you really helped me out even in life. Yeah, there's that's the that's a payoff for for me. Um, you know, you don't you don't talk about that a lot, and not a lot of people understand that unless you're in this position. Um, but the best thing that can ever happen is is you get a phone call or a, or a text message from former players saying thank you. You know, the program is tough. You were tough, um, but it, it definitely helped me. In fact, this year I've um, got a couple of guys that are in the in the Nevada football program, and I uh, received a text message from from one man. He got to got to travel to USC and got to get on the field, and uh, you know I watched it and brought a tear to my eye because I know how hard this young man has worked. And he sent me a text after and just said, you know, I hope you got to see me and. Um, you know, thank you. And that's, that's a payoff that yeah. as coaches we look for. And that's, that's the greatest part about all of this. Yeah, that's awesome. That really is. And so happy to even hear that kind of a story because I know just how important it is for high school football coaches. You guys carry a lot of different titles. I mean, coach is obviously <laughs> a title, but you know, father figures, mentors, best friends, you know, friend to lean on. I mean, just, there's all kind of different titles. So uh, that's, that's awesome to hear that. And coach, as I mentioned, Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week award recipient, you mentioned it's for you and your staff, but how, how, big is that to be related to a hall of fame coach like tom flores yeah it's it's an honor and a privilege and um i was really excited yesterday when i read the email and, and uh you know gave me that little little good feeling that you get once in a while from different things and it's not just about the game but about what you're trying to do and, and produce and um, we're really proud of everybody that's involved and i really appreciate um, you guys and the raiders and, and everybody that's involved with this i think it's an outstanding thing to to give a little bit of recognition and it's not always about you know the teams that are going undefeated and dominating people it's about all the other guys that are that are grinding and grinding away which is the majority of us um and trying to make things happen for the program how big is it for your team your program the community in general high school athletics that the raiders are so heavily involved in the community i tell you what you know being down here i'd heard um you know from former coaches and friends that are down here and they said the raiders doing an outstanding job and um, i've been to the facility three times now already i've been invited multiple times for for different events coaching events um camps clinics um all the above and um, it's just the, it's great to have and I, I hope the community understands um, how amazing it is you know in the Las Vegas area to have a, a program 
um, like the Raiders, um, the NFL that is supporting and, and pushing out there. Um, Jordan Aguilar has done an awesome job of coming around to the schools and, um, you know, com- community and, and communicating. And, um, you know, they, they're doing an outstanding job and we're, we're really happy to have them. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's great to see that kind of buy in and, and that kind of, uh, you know, just again, just uh, being in the community and being involved and being able to see uh, these high school football players and high school athletes being able to see these players up close to personal because they see them on Sundays. Now they get to see them in their community as well and uh, yeah, be around the team. I think that's really a big deal. We'll close, uh, Coach, we'll close out with this. Uh, this week, you, you're on the road. You got more non-league action this week. Uh, Palo Verde, what challenges do you see from the Panthers? Yeah, um, they're getting better and better. We've got several game film from them, and, um, you know, they look pretty good last week. They're athletic. They play hard. Um, Palo is a, a, a storied program here, and, you know, when I was down here in 06 to 11, um, they were they were at the top, and um, they're a proud program, and they've always competed real well, so we're looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, it should be a good one. It really is, but congratulations again on the, the win. That was a big win over Shadow Ridge, and uh, much continued success to you and your program as you're putting this thing back together there at Coronado. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon, Coach. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Take care. No doubt. There he goes, Coach Sean Dupree right there, Coronado head football coach. Got a lot of work to do, but that's a big win right there uh, going up against Shadow Ridge, getting that victory, and they've got a tough one coming up this week. Non-league action going up against Palo Verde. So big ups to him, and congratulations winning the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's take you back inside the Raiders locker room. Here from running back one, that's Josh Jacobs. Here's what he had to say following the game on Sunday. You haven't looked at the films yet. Obviously, you have to assess this game initially. What do you think you guys need to do to shorten this up? Create less penalties. Uh, execute, uh, execute in the situation of Late in the game, you guys had a chance to tie, and then it was fourth down. Were you a little bit surprised at the end of the game that you didn't go for a touchdown there and went for the three points knowing you needed, still needed a touchdown after that? Uh, I think we trusted in our defense, so, yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, obviously, this is not what you guys expected, but, you know, Raider Nation did show up. What can you say about Raider Nation and the fans? Um, you know, it's good, um, especially because of the last few years. Um, it's kind of been a little, you know, 50-50. Uh, so, to see him out today, definitely huge. Josh, it seemed like you had a little bit more room to breathe in front of you. How did you feel like you hit your spots today, holes in, in the line? Uh, yeah, I feel like later in the game it started uh, getting better. Um, so we were just down by too much to really get it rolling. So, yeah. What was the difference from the beginning, first half specifically, to the end of the game for you? Mm, I guess assignment based football, man. Uh, run a little harder, block a little longer. Yeah, that was kind of it. Josh, as a captain on this team, what do you say to your teammates? Devontae just talked about not wanting to wait around. You've got to establish yourself. What do you say, sir? Yeah, I mean, for me, man, it's a, it's a thin line, man, of, you know, wanting to push guys, uh, you know, to their full potential, but also not wanting to lose guys in the same sense. Um, so for me, man, it's a... It's a battle that uh, I feel like I fight on a uh, daily basis. Just knowing who you're talking to, really. Devontae just referenced, and this is not a quote, but self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. That this team penalties, mistakes, whatever. Is it a matter of guys pressing? Is it a matter of effort? What is, the, in your opinion, as a captain? I think it's a matter of, of everything. I think it's a matter of uh, you know the, the, the small details. 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, all the little things, you know, the three or four bad plays, the, you know, four or five penalties, they come down in the end, you know, and that's why you, you see the score, you end up losing by five, you know, the difference in the, difference in the game. Would you like to have a chance on that fourth down for the, for the offense to score and potentially tie the game at the end? I mean, I agree. I agree with, with what Coach did, man. I think that we had faith in our defense. They were starting to play good at the end of the, you know, at the end of the game, um, and we believe that we can, you know, get the ball back and with enough time to score. Did you feel you found something in the running game late, or was it kind of just them being backed off the line? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it started opening up a little bit more. Um, I feel like the second half, I mean, well, really like the end of the second quarter, I just decided to run, you know, so it was just kind of what it was. There you go. Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following the game. Uh, just a couple thoughts from him. And, you know, just he's going to say the right things, right? They asked about the fourth down decision. He, hey, trust the defense. Okay, cool. No doubt. And that the running game got it going a little bit uh, towards the end there. Uh, a couple quick texts real quick. Uh, Jimmy gives us the best chance to win. You sure about that, Q? You sure about that, Q? I think so. I mean, you know, you could tell me otherwise. If you think he doesn't, then cool. Let me know. I think if, yeah, you want to go out there and win, he does give you the best chance, in my opinion. If he doesn't, if you don't think so, tell me why. Don't just question me. Tell me why. That's that's all I ask. So, sure. You know, if you think someone else gives the, the Raiders the best chance, let me know. Uh, one more quick text. Well, Q, if we start Hoyer and we lose, then we're 1-3. Say Jimmy comes back and we lose again and we're 1-4, then what? Keep the losing train going or then go to start Aiden. Hoyer is not the second-best quarterback on the roster, and his preseason play showed he's better as just a quarterback coach for Aiden, not a backup. And real quick, and I know we got to take a break. Yeah, I think Aiden – I think uh, I think Brian is like a one-week guy at, at most. One week, two weeks, best. And then you go back to Jimmy. If you decide to go to Aiden, same thing I've said a thousand times on the show, if you decide to go to Aiden, then just say, hey, I want to see what he got the rest of the season and see what he's got. And if you're comfortable with that, then so be it. That's all. And if that's the case, cool. And hope that all the guys in the locker room feel the same way. Thanks for the text. 448 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out the show. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. It's time for a reason or excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, I've got a real treat for everyone. I know we're all big Steelers fans here, but these are kind of cool. They're just uh, Steelers things uh, from the past, so we'll dispute them here. The former Steelers corner quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Fame running back Jerome Bettis said on a podcast that no question the Patriots cheated the Steelers in the 2004 AFC Championship game. Uh, to give you a little refresher, it was a fourth and one at the Pats' 39-yard line. Steelers O-line coach made a hand-slapping motion that indicated a run to counterplay, and Bettis alleges that Patriots saw, Patriots saw that and then called a timeout based on that. He said, they stopped us on fourth down. That's a critical play in the game. They had our signs, and they called a timeout to get them ready for that play because they knew it was coming, no question in my mind. I remember vividly because I thought, why is this big dude going to the sideline? Uh, he's speaking about the... Uh, offensive linemen so reason or excuse why they why they lost 41 to 27 in that game to the no that's definitely an excuse <laughs> i don't want to hear nothing about that and raider nation don't want to hear nothing about no damn seeing no signals or finding out nothing right. like we're still salty about the tuck rule so uh i'll be damned about that right so yeah that's definitely an excuse we'll that would on. go that way <laughs> yeah all right and the- i respect the bus but that's absolute bs take the u out of that that's what that is it's bs <laughs> well done 
And Steelers legend James Harrison claimed in a recent interview that he does not believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Harrison said, it's a quote, it's a lot of things that goes into that, and I believe numbers is one of those things, you know? And when you look at my numbers, they just don't for me. They don't equate to what the numbers should be. Reason or excuse, and I'll give you a quick thing. Uh, he finished with 84, his career with 84 and a half sacks, 150 QB hits, 34 forced fumbles, 811 tackles, 34 passes defended, 8 interceptions, 128 tackles for loss and a safety. And he won the Defensive Player of the Year selection in 08, made four All-Pros. So, And he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yes, and the Cardinals, yes. So reason or excuse, um, the numbers ain't looking like they should be. Reason I mean, that's, that's not a bad resume. That's for damn right? sure. I mean, that that resume is pretty good. I do say that I think that when it comes to sacks, it begins and ends with uh, 100 sacks. We'll get you into the Hall of Fame. But I respect. I don't care if he gets in or not. I respect the fact that he said my numbers aren't there. Yeah, I kind of like I, that I too. respect the hell out of that, right? Because – it is really should be the Hall of Fame where it's like the Hall of Elite instead of the Hall of Pretty Damn Good. <laughs> I, I like that. I do. And so <laughs> I almost think he's an HOF just because of that. That's a Hall of Fame comment yeah. right there. Look, I don't belong in the Hall of Fame. I'm good, but I wasn't that damn good. That's awesome. Shout out to him. He, I just like James Harrison that much more now. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I'm very much the same. That's exactly how I react. I think that was cool. Especially that, it's, when It's humbling to hear that. I heard Chad Ochocinco uh, who blocked me on Twitter, Ooh. by the way, uh, arguing that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. And you look at it, his numbers, they're not really there. He was good for a quick minute. He was fun to watch for a while. Imagine imagine telling him that. I'm sure he would respond similarly to Harrison. I'm sure he would bark. Yeah, he'd block me say, on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, that was, uh, that's really cool. I, I agree with you on that. That is – Yeah. And it looks good when I read those numbers. So, And that is all. There it is. Reason or excuse. Close out the show. Definitely appreciate all the feedback. We'll be back tomorrow. You know how we get down. Unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Appreciate you, Ari. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com. Brought to you by Porta Subs.